their epic failure to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the border. The House GOP is set to vote on the measure again today. And it's not because they suddenly found any high crimes or misdemeanors, which, of course, is the constitutional threshold for impeachment. It's because they think they have the votes. Last week's defeat was handed to House Republicans by a trio of their own, Ken Buck of Colorado, Tom McClintock of California, and Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin. Now, with Majority Leader Steve Scalise returning to the Capitol this week after receiving cancer treatment, Republicans are hoping they have the single vote they need for the effort to succeed. And there's also concern over the potential impact of today's special election in New York to replace George Santos. If Democrat Tom Suozzi pulls off the win, Speaker Mike Johnson can only lose two GOP lawmakers on any vote going forward. Let's bring in Democratic Congressman Daniel Goldman of New York, member of the House Oversight Committee. Congressman, impeachment, you know it is for high crimes, it is for misdemeanors. Do you see any here? No, nothing even remotely close. There's no crime, there's no misdemeanor, much less a high crime and misdemeanor. And in fact, what has happened for this entire Congress is that the Republican... This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, uh, 13 February, Year of Our Lord, 2024. Uh, thank you for coming into the afternoon, late afternoon, early evening edition of the War Room. I want to start with uh, Congressman um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's kind of center of attention right now as we, I think, move towards an historic impeachment of a sitting cabinet member. Uh, there's a number of things the audience uh, wants to uh, query on tonight. It's not just your move on this impeachment, which will be historic this evening. But also, um, also this uh, madness about what's coming out of the what's coming out of the, um, the the Senate right now and everything dealing with that. So let's start with the impeachment. Mm. Is this uh, is this going to happen tonight? You've been you've been quite focused on this for over a year. I think a year and a half. Is this going to happen? It should happen, Steve. And I was watching the intro there with the dum-dum on MSNBC talking about, you know, here they're going to try to get the votes. <laughs> you know, for that dum-dum, what, that's what happens in Congress, is you have to get the votes in order to pass anything on the House floor. And we should be able to pass impeachment on Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, no matter how much Dan Goldman cries about it, because he's nothing but a shill for the Democrat Party. He's all for impeaching President Trump and actually worked President Trump's first impeachment for the Democrats. Um, but the news for him is he serves on the same committee I do, Homeland Security Committee. He's read the articles of impeachment against Alejandro, Alejandro Mayorkas. Six pages we have six pages dedicated to all the federal immigration laws that Alejandro Mayorkas has broken. So Dan Goldman can't lie on, on television like we just saw him there a minute ago. But let me tell you what we need to be doing tonight, Steve. 
You know, there's some concerns that weather and uh, some of the snow that's happened in some of the northern states is making it difficult for members of Congress to get here. Well, here's what I would do. I would hold the vote for impeachment on Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas wide open. I don't care if it's all night long. I don't care if it's into the next day. We can hold that vote open until all of our members make it into Washington, D.C. safely. Of course, we want everyone to get here safely and are able to cast their vote because we have the votes and we're ready to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas for being the worst traitor to our country and ripping our border wide open for an invasion of 10 million people. And then for the election in New York, let me tell you, it's very simple. We keep that vote open on impeachment. And then we say, once we're finished with this vote, whoever the new uh, member of Congress is from the New York three race, then we'll swear you in. But we don't have to move forward to swear in anyone else in until we finish our vote with impeaching Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. So you're saying full full steam ahead, damn the torpedoes, keep it open. Uh, Emmer's committed to you, I guess. He's, he, he since Scalise is back off his deathbed, heroically has come back for this. That Emmer's can deliver the votes, and if because of weather, you need to you need to keep it open. And last time I remember, over the weekend, we covered the Senate live. I think that vote on Saturday was up for I don't know 24, 26 hours. Yeah. Until they got it, That's McConnell right. knows how to run a floor. You're you're saying keep it open until you got the votes, and don't swear in the other guy until you impeach Mayorkas. That's a, is that your uh, tactics? Yeah, that's 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 the common sense tactics. If the vote count remains the same, with Steve Scalise joining us back today, and we're so happy that his cancer is in remission, then we have the votes for impeachment. And if travel is a problem, we'll just keep the vote open. That's my solution. I don't know that that's the solution that they'll do on the House floor tonight. But to me, it's very simple. If the Senate can keep the the House, I mean the Senate floor open, and they can filibuster and they can carry on passing a $95 billion America last foreign war bill, then here in the House, we can hold our vote open, which we absolutely can do. That is a procedure we can do. We can hold the vote open for as long as it takes to get the votes to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. And then when we're finished with that, then we can swear in the new member of Congress from the election in New York 3. Okay, MTG, you got to help the audience out here because you you have a pretty straightforward path. Uh, once again, I just want to counter the MSNBC anchor. And of course, the congressman said, you have no high crimes and misdemeanors. You got no bribery. You've got nothing. Once again, what's your response to them? To the And I want to make sure that we're pushing this out to the American people. When they say you've yeah, got nothing that's impeachable. It's, it's very simple for the very pathetically dumb girl on MSNBC. That's how it works in Congress is you have to whip the votes. And when you have enough votes, you can pass something on the House floor. That's how it's done in both parties. And she's just so dumb and clueless. You could tell by the look in her eye that she had no idea, but she was reading the garbage that somebody put on the teleprompter in front of her. But that's how it works. We have the votes to do it. As long as we can get everyone in town, then we can vote to impeach the worst traitor secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. You, he needs to be impeached. I think one of the things I think one of the things they're saying is that what you have does not rise to the level of an impeachable offense. What is your response to that? Well, that's an absolute lie. And we have six pages in the articles of impeachment 
that are dedicated to outlining all of the federal immigration laws that Alejandro Mayorkas has broken. And it's if anyone can read, and I'm pretty sure most people are educated in this country, including Dan Goldman, because he's pretty proud of his education and his elite status and his very rich family and his trust fund, then Dan Goldman is capable of reading all the federal immigration laws that Alejandro Mayorkas has broken. And that's why he should be impeached. But if anyone wants to read the articles of impeachment, they're up on the Homeland Security Committee website. You can find them there. Um, we also have them posted on my website. And I encourage people to go read for yourself. So when your clueless Democrat family members, God bless them, they can't help it, are trying to argue with you that Alejandro Mayorkas has done nothing wrong. Yes, absolutely he has. And you can read them six pages of federal immigration laws that he's broken. And that is why we are working so hard. And that's why I'm pushing so hard for this impeachment. Okay, MTG, and this will put a this will put a shot below the waterline and all the nonsense. They try to make him emperor in the in the phony uh, invasion bill. But you're in the middle of a lot of action. I want to get to two more things. Can we play the clip on uh, Speaker Johnson in the discharge petition? Can we play that? The House has a constitutional responsibility. It's probably the heaviest next of the declaration of war. And we have to do our job regardless of what the other chamber does. We're, we're engaged in that job right now. And is there any chance of a discharge petition? Is that something you oppose? I, I certainly oppose it. And I hope that... Um, it would not be considered. We, the House has to uh, work its will on this. There's a deliberative process, and we're engaged in that, and, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But as I've said many times, national security begins with our own border. We'll determine that as soon as it's passed. Will you bring the Senate bill up on the Senate floor? Congressman Hakeem Jeffries is already working with Republican senators to try to do a discharge discharge petition. It's too complicated to walk the audience through it, but let's say it's where we basically turn the House floor over to Keem Jeffries with a couple of traitorous Republicans can actually bring the Ukraine bill to a vote. Is that your understanding? And, and how big a fight is this going to be? Yeah, for just a quick explanation for the viewers, a discharge petition is required to get any bill to the House floor that the speaker is not willing to bring. That takes 218 signatures of members of Congress. They have to sign the discharge petition. If they get 218, that bill comes to the floor for a vote and the speaker cannot stop it. We do not want to see a discharge petition pass for the $95 billion America, lost, America last foreign wars first debacle and failure of a Senate bill. We don't want to see that happen on the House floor and it shouldn't happen. And let me explain why it shouldn't happen. Because any Republican that wants to win their reelection should not be signing a discharge petition with the Democrats. Any Republican that wants to win their reelection should not sign that discharge petition because every single day, 300 Americans are dying because of our wide open border. Every single day, thousands and thousands more illegals are pouring across our wide open border. Every single day, the debt climbs higher and it's already over $34 trillion in debt. 
And every single day, American taxpayers want this failure of a government to actually focus on Americans and focus on their hard-earned tax dollars being used for American issues, for American purposes, to solve American problems. So any Republican that wants to win their reelection and actually cares about our country and cares about the people that they are here to represent should not sign a discharge petition with Hakeem Jeffries and the Communist Democrats. We should be fighting for our country are, are, first. We should be demanding our border security first. Are you concerned? I'm going to throw some random names out that you might remember from last week. I don't know. Ken Buck, Mike Gallagher, Kay Granger. There's at least six or seven establishment types that have packed it in that won't run for re-election because they're not MAGA. Are you concerned about yes. those guys going out the door and signing it? Yes, I'm concerned that any Republican would literally serve the interest of the military industrial complex, the lobbyists and their big donors, uh, serving their own interest like Gallagher so he can go work in the defense industry, serving Ken Buck's own interest so he can get a job with CNN. And nobody knows what Tom McClintock's doing except, you know, wearing a white wig around claiming to defend the Constitution, but un being unwilling to use the strongest tool that we have in the Constitution, which is impeachment. Yeah, I'm worried about everybody. Um, but here's the thing. Here's what we should be doing. No matter what, we should be saying we are not going to bring this $95 billion foreign war bill to the floor. It's very simple. And then if they go ahead and actually do that, that's on them. But our Republicans and our Republican-controlled Congress and our leadership should not be stepping in and producing some watered-down version of the bill so that we hopefully stop these people from doing something they shouldn't do to begin with. If they go ahead and do it, they're the ones that own that mess. The Democrats own it, and we had nothing to do with it. That's, that's my position on it, Steve. And I don't think anybody should be taking their orders from Mitch McConnell, who has a 6% approval rating. I mean, if you're listening to Mitch, Mitch McConnell, you pretty much what must want to lose your reelection. Uh, Congressman, I know you got to bounce for the impeachment. Do you have a, can we take a commercial break and come right back? Just be a couple of minutes. I got to ask you about this closed deposition today on uh, Tony Bobulinski. Do you have a second or do you want to, yes. do we have to wrap it up now? Yeah, I can hang you on for, okay. for a little bit longer. Yep. We're, we're, we're going to take a short commercial break. We come back. There's two other things. There's going to be, for the first time, I think, since 1813, maybe my math's off, we're going to have a secret or a closed session of the House. That'll be later in the week on FISA, on the FISA warrants. Also, uh, MTG was a member of Oversight that sat in to a historic uh, deposition with uh, Hunter Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobulinski, Miranda Devine at the New York Post has been all over this. An explosive, as you read you this morning, an explosive opening statement by Bobulinski that literally blows up uh, the usurper that's in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Short commercial break. MTG on the other side. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. 
For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Congressman, I know you're you're pressed for time because you're leading this impeachment effort tonight, but you sat into quite a historic, this is about the impeachment of the President of the United States, or I should say the fake President of the United States, the usurper, Tony Bobulinski, who is he, why was it important? I know you can't give away a lot of this stuff is confidential, but you saw the opening statement, Miranda Devine's the lead story in the New York Post. Uh, just your observations and summary, ma'am. Well, I have to tell you, Tony Bobulinski is the one man the Democrats seem to fear the most. And that was apparent in the deposition today. They had a lot of anger. Um, they were yelling questions at him, interrupting him. It was the most aggressive deposition that I've witnessed uh, to date in any of our congressional depositions. Tony Bobulinski was in the parts that I've seen. I'm not there right now, has done an incredible job. He's been honest. He's been answering their questions pushing back at them. Um, many of their questions were extremely political in nature. They were asking him if he had coordinated, basic, basically coordinated with the Trump campaign, um, asked him questions if he had spoken to President Trump, he had not. And they were targeting political questions. They were not concerned one single bit at the fact that he told them that he met with Joe Biden twice. And Joe Biden has lied to the American people, Steve. Joe Biden says he has nothing to do with his son's business, has nothing to do with his son's business partners, and know nothing about it. But Tony Bobulinski informed us today that he met with Joe Biden twice. So that proves that Joe Biden is lying. He also told us that Joe Biden is the enforcer. Joe Biden is the brand, which is what we had been told before by Devin Archer. Joe Biden is the business. And their family, Hunter Biden, James Biden, the whole entire family has made tens of millions of dollars in their business transactions in foreign countries such as China, Romania, Ukraine, and others. Tony Bobulinski's deposition has been forthright. It has been honest and it has contained facts that the American people need to know. And we're very grateful uh, for his bravery and his courage and willingness to come in and speak with our committee and sit under the gun of the Democrats, one of them being Dan Goldman that has nothing but ridiculous questions and he's pretentious and arrogant and, and extremely rude. Um, Jamie Raskin was also rude yelling questions at him, uh, but it's been a very good deposition and I'm, I'm glad that it's taking place. Uh, real quickly, are you comfortable where the Oversight Committee is on that process? Because that's going to be a thousand times harder than Mallorca. So are you good just where, the pro where you are in the process right now? I need more Republicans, Steve. I need people that watch your show to talk to their friends and family members. We need more America first, 
brave, courageous members of Congress. We need more Republicans in here that are willing to move forward and hold Democrats accountable and are willing to vote for impeachment. The fact that it's been this hard to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas is shocking to me. And yes, you're right. It'll be much harder to impeach Joe Biden. But hopefully we can present the facts to our conference. Uh, we aren't there yet. We aren't finished with our full investigation on the Oversight Committee. We still have James Biden and Hunter Biden to come in uh, to be deposed later this month. And I look forward to seeing that happen. And last thing, this FISA, the secret hearing or closed session, first time since like 1813, 1830, is that a real thing? Is that going to happen? They're, they're going to uh, pass this bill this week. I'm voting no on it. We need to completely end the FISA court. There's absolutely no reason for it. I think that we have the right agencies in place that can handle terrorists in foreign countries and could also deport all the terrorists that the Biden administration has let into this country. The problem is, is this government is unwilling to do it. But we don't need a FISA court in place that continues to spy on the American people and continues to abuse the power that they've been given. I, I think that we need to end the FISA court, and I'm not supporting the reauthorization of it. Congressman, where do people follow you on social media, where they get the book, your website, but particularly social media today as you leave here and go into this historic mission to impeach a sitting member of a cabinet for the first time since right after the Civil War? Uh, please follow me at Rep MTG. That's where we'll be posting all information. And thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, Congressman Green. Okay, we're going to cover this one all the way through to the 6 o'clock show. We're going to have people up to talk about it. I, I want to get in Dave Walsh show. Dave, real quickly, we're so proud of you. You're giving a big speech tonight. Can you tell us where you're, where you're giving the speech? Um, headed over to uh, Winter Park to meet with the Torchbearers. It's a local Republican group of like-minded folks who um, want to hear more about electricity. A couple weeks from now, I'm going to be speaking to University of Florida uh, Business School assembly of about 500 people and unbelievably interested in hearing about the same things we talk about together in war room that's fantastic uh, i'm glad you're getting out and people should reach out to dave and get more speaking engagements. the guy's a powerful speaker dave zero hedge I had to get you on here zero hedge had a great piece up yesterday essentially channeling dave walsh over the last couple of years but the story's so shocking when you read it in print it just grabbed me we are essentially in the de-electrification model of the United States at the exact same time, you're going to need more electricity, forget AI, I mean, just to power an industrial and post-industrial society. Yet because of this bizarre cult of climate change, we're de-electrifying the United States of America. Do you want to give us a quick summary of it? Steve, that, that's exactly what we've been saying in this forum for two years. Um, the, the fact of the, the gross installation of things that work part-time Again, solar power, national average, five hours a day of electrical capacity. Wind on land, about seven hours a day. Then places like central New York, where wind is being applied widely to meet their 70% renewable target, it's about a 22% of the time thing. You know, there are no wind fields in central New York. Out in West Texas, at peak, 37% of the time, meaning 63% of the time, and you can't predict when, the wind doesn't blow enough to generate electricity. So the problem comes in where you take massive quantities of baseload, continuous duty, coal and nuclear, and you shut them down. And I'm looking at the data for the next 10 years. We're projecting uh, 135 megawatts of 135 gigawatts 
of coal and nuclear being shut down in the country, all that's baseload energy, and being displaced almost exclusively with solar and wind that run five hours a day and seven hours a day, respectively. So you're taking assets that run 100% of the time, displacing them for a trillion dollars, by the way, trillion dollar spend with stuff that works very, very fractionally, as I mentioned, and you wind up with net zero electricity growth. Our electricity growth, when this goes forward for the next 10 years, and I'm looking at utility data that's been aggregated, what utilities are now doing, chasing this net zero mantra, because it's easier to go along with the EPA than fight them. They become politically correct. We're going to see electricity growth of only 4% in a 10-year period, where it should be 22 to 23%. And that's without considering EVs and, and electrifying home heating in the Northeast and Upper Midwest. That's without even thinking about that. In any 10-year period, electrification should grow with GDP 2 to 3% a year. And here we're going to grow at 4% over the entire 10-year period by de-electrifying the country. This is a tremendous disaster we're careening into. Already in Texas, California, the, 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 MISO and PJM, brownouts and shortages being announced fairly regularly because of this. This is going to crush... We, we talked about we talked about uh, today in the morning show about the new numbers crushing working class and middle class Americans even more the inflation numbers that hasn't even been baked into here you're going to crush the working class in this country electricity is going to get so so number one so expensive number two not going to be able to fund you know not going to be able to power these businesses where the jobs are well well it's going to be expensive partly because anything in short supply becomes more expensive just common sense of supply and demand curves. But also because, for example, a utility-scale solar farm costs five times what a conventional combined cycle gas-fired power plant costs to build, five times more expensive per kilowatt hour. They're very, very expensive. FPL are building, um, they want to build 1,200 74.5 megawatt plants across Florida, solar farms, The 74, costing them $95 million each. That much power, which is about 15 megawatts, you can buy a uh, reciprocating gas engine, 15 megawatts, to generate that power for about $20 million in a small footprint of one acre. What they're going to build for $95 million, you can buy, a ga again, gas-fired recip engine for about $15 million. So, that, I mean, there's five times the cost of conventional power, let alone the fact that it's going to be only five hours a day and massively intermittent. So no, this is a this is a disaster for ratepayers. The costs of electricity will quintuple as these programs are pushed forward. They're massively expensive, massively expensive. This stuff is far from free. It's much more expensive than conventional power. Let alone the fact that it's part time. The cult of that, climate change. Huge. Yeah, the cult of climate change. Uh, Dave, where can people get to you on social media? How they find out where your speaking engagements are going to be? We're trying to publish the speaking engagements. There are three coming up, uh, two in Florida. But the uh, the main source remains Getter, at Dave Walsh Energy, and Truth Social, the same. So, Steve, thank you for the forum. Appreciate it. Dave, thank you. Thank you for the brilliant analysis. Remember, two years ago, Dave started first started talking about this. Say, hey, look, if you look at the capital expenditure programs, this thing is going to be uh, – uh, we're going to be underwater here. We're de-electrification of the nation. Zero Hedge has got it. Um, you think this is going to be turbulent tonight? We're going to cover through. I think it's going to be quite an ugly punch out on this Mallorca situation. And MTG sitting there going, hey, let's take the vote and keep it open. Also about this discharge petition, I'm telling you, these rhinos that are throwing in the towel and saying I can't deal with MAGA anymore, 
uh, what they're doing is they're throwing in the towel, but they may they may hit us upside the head on the way out because Hakeem Jeffries is looking for something radical, which is take over the House floor in a discharge petition, and it's not a zero possibility. Make sure you go to birchgold.com, promo code Bannon. Uh, the turbulence, a little turbulence in the Marxist day, I think we forecasted that, told you that what, where the rates were going to go. Inflation's not gone, and it's not going to be gone because you got to refinance one-third of $34.5 trillion of debt at higher rates and shorter terms. That just keeps rolling. She won't go long. She won't sell 10 years. She won't sell 30s. Janet Yellen, go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Let them walk you through why gold is a hedge against times of turbulence for 5,000 years of recorded history. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Back in a moment. Beware, when's the last time you checked your home title? Never, right? Cyber criminals may have already forged your name off your home's title. His name is on your home's title. He's going to take out loans using your equity. You won't know until foreclosure notices show up for unpaid home loans he took out on your house. Now, I rely on Home Title Lock to protect my home's title. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Let me repeat that. The instant they detect activity, they mobilize to shut it down. Question, has some criminal taken over your title? Find out for free when you sign up. Code Bannon at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. Let me repeat that. You get a free comprehensive scan and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection. This is all free. Go to home title lock, hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. That's hometitlelock.com and put in promo code Bannon. Take action today. Take the angst of this off of uh, off of your plate. Don't let these cyber bandits, these cyber thugs, coupled with artificial intelligence, mess with your home equity. Action, action, action. Your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, this is kind of the pregame for a historic event, right? Not quite being treated as a historic event. Impeachment of a sitting cabinet officer. A little bit in disarray. I think the House, I'm not sure about this whip count, but Mike Davis is going to join us. It's also an inflection point for President Trump on many of these criminal trials. A lot going on. He's going to come in to make it make sense. Boris is going to join us in the around 630. We're going to be all over the House in that in that hour. Also, uh, Sheila Matthews is going to join us about the situation down at Joel Osteen's church. She's got a slightly different take uh, then our buddy uh, Brandon Showwater over the Christian Post. Remember, she runs Able Child. I mentioned the other day, and Mo and O'Keefe and Joe Hoff spoke at their gala on um, on Saturday night, their fundraiser about. She thinks it's more about these drugs, but we'll get into all that. This story is bugging me, and I've asked Noel Frisch over at the National File. He's been working this, and the site's been all over this. No, here's what I'll get. This is a J6, and I want to make sure I get this right because I'm I'm confused. You've shown footage on your site. You've had some great reporting on this. Breitbart's all over it. I think NBC had some about a couple of years ago. There is an individual that used a firearm, a weapon, on J6 that is, is on this footage. And it turns out that this individual has um, 
afterward, in, I think 2022, committed a crime in Utah and was rounded up by the police. I think he stabbed somebody. I think that person may have even died. It might have been a murder or an assault. Someone died in an assault. Yet, according to reporting on National File, to date, and your checking of all public records and your sources, you're telling us that this individual, who is a known individual now named, and they understand about the firing of the weapon on J6, has not come in and, and been interviewed by the FBI, has not been indicted, has not been rounded up, and what the FBI says is the biggest, most thorough investigation in the history of the Bureau. Is that essentially the story? Uh, you got it, Steve. Um, if you're looking at the, the footage right there at j6footage.org, uh, that's where uh, uh, Derek Evans and, and I, together uh, with National File, broke that exclusive footage. The first time it's ever been seen publicly, uh, which is just unbelievable. We, the first time we saw it, we were like, what did we just see? This guy, this gentleman, you just saw him there in the red jacket, climbs up the scaffolding and, and pops off this firearm, which is a, a decently large caliber handgun, revolver handgun. And um, and you can hear the depth and the weight to the to this firearm. And uh, this guy uh, hasn't been wrapped up, hasn't been rolled up. Uh, the, the authorities in Salt Lake City, Utah, got him uh, on a murder charge. Apparently that just disappeared. And um, and so he's uh, he's he's free to this day. Um, and. Uh, uh, there's grannies that are stepping on the wrong blade of grass, Steve, and they're being wrapped up. And uh, the feds tell us and the Biden DOJ tells us they're going to go get a thousand more people who were there uh, standing in the wrong blade of grass on January the 6th. And they're going to charge these individuals. So, Steve, it's it's a mess uh, to, to our mind. It's proof that so, somebody got to this guy. Somebody has to have talked to him. Somebody, the, the authorities have to have uh, spoken with this individual. Yeah. His name's John Emmanuel Benuelos. Um, and, uh, they, they have to have cut a deal with them. There's, there's almost, there's, it's, this is the most filmed, uh, event in yeah. history. How's this guy not been wrapped up? Look, look. Hang on a second. Just before I go to Derek, just give me the guy's name again. John Emmanuel Benuelos. And his charge, let's go to 22. I want to make sure he, he stabbed a guy, the guy die, and, and, and there was a something in the paper. There's some news coverage that he actually had assaulted someone with a knife and that individual died. Uh, yes, there was an arrest uh, of John Emmanuel Benuelos uh, in 2022 in Salt Lake City. Uh, the authorities interviewed him uh, and he says, um, you know, hey, the, I don't know how the feds haven't talked to me yet. They should maybe should they should we call them? Should they come talk to me? And um, uh, Breitbart confirmed that he also has not been uh, arrested as of yet. And uh, all of our uh, research has not shown uh, an arrest for, for January 6th. And uh, apparently he was let free on whatever happened with the stabbing that resulted in the death of that individual, who I believe was like a 19 year old uh, teenager. No, no, hang on one more second. Ray and these guys have been very proud that this is the biggest dragnet. This is the biggest. This is the biggest investigation with more people rounded up than anything else in the history of the FBI. Correct? Absolutely. They're they're extremely proud of this. They're continuing their uh, prosecution, their political persecution of these. Um, they're 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 prisoners. They're hostages, Steve. The, the Supreme Court of the uh, United States the other day said that this was not an insurrection. Well, if this is not an insurrection, then these are not insurrectionists. If these are not insurrectionists, they're not domestic terrorists. We all know now that the people there who were 
uh, engaged in violence, the, 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 the greatest amount of violence, were feds who were looking to try to meet and engender other people to do violence. Okay, And so therefore, the people that are rotting in prison right now, um, they are hostages and they need to be freed. This needs to be uh, this is the United States. This needs to be order of business. Number one, let's get this done. We don't do political prisoners here in the United States. Derek, let's bring you in because walk the audience through. You're running for Congress now in a primary, Republican primary in West by God, Virginia. But but before then, walk through your your uh, curriculum vita regarding this topic. Yeah, well, I mean, I was a January 6th political prisoner. I was elected to the state house in 2020 in West Virginia. I was the first Republican to win my district in over 98 years and won a landslide. And I went to the Capitol. I peacefully and patriotically protested. It's on video. I thanked a police officer. He gives me a friendly fist bump as I'm in, I'm walking through the door and people can watch it on my social media to see it for themselves and uh, walked back out. This, the same weaponized deep state going after President Trump came to my house, ripped me away from my wife and my four young children and threw me in prison and held me hostage as a political prisoner. But Steve, the joke's on them. I happen to live in one of the reddest districts in the country. And uh, now I'm running for U.S. Congress because I'm going to take this battle to their front door the same way they brought it to mine. So how can you, you're one of the guys that helped go through the footage and break this. Explain to me how can what has been so thorough that they would roll you up, who was in, I guess, the West Virginia House and was a, a elected politician just being there. And you've seen some of these cases where, you know, Noel's not too far off and that it does seem like somebody's on the wrong bladed grass. And they say they got another thousand to go and Julie Kelly, you know, records it all. How could we possibly be? I just how could it possibly be a guy let off a firearm, and that's all been documented. And you can see it clear as day that later he commits a murder, and the feds know we know who this guy is, and yet he hasn't been perp walked into some uh, court in Washington D.C. Tell me how that. Tell me how that happened. Well, we know that Congressman Clay Higgins has mentioned multiple times there's been hundreds of uh, federal agents involved in January 6th. We don't know what their role was, but they were definitely there. Um, and when you go, if you go over to j6footage.org and watch the entire video, some interesting things is the guy climbs the, the scaffolding, he fires off the weapon, and then he immediately climbs back down and leaves. So he wasn't there to protest. He, he specifically climbed up there just to shoot that gun off in front of everyone. NBC actually did an article on him in 2022, February of 2022, uh, where they had a picture of him with that gun in his waistband. He wasn't arrested then. And then NBC, after we broke this footage, actually released and found uh, him firing this gun on CCT footage. So the government has had this uh, footage in their possession for over three years now, and nothing's happened to this guy. So as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked about this individual, what his role was. Was he paid to be there? Is he a federal agent, a federal provocateur? We don't know, but questions need to be answered. One thing, you know, uh, Congressman Loudermilk is supposed to be looking at the J6 committee. I mean, what, what, what is your call to action? I know you're running for the House, but what is your call to action here about the House and particularly in their interactions with the FBI on this? Well, the, the, the U.S. Congress or Republican-controlled Congress needs to release all 44,000 hours of footage to the American public. You know, it's fascinating. We have the, uh, the so-called insurrectionists, the domestic terrorist people such as myself, we are begging the government to release the footage for the world to see the, the footage of our quote-unquote crimes that we committed. On the other hand, you have the federal government who's saying, no, 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 you can't watch this. These are evil people. You just have to take our word for it. I would ask the American people, who are you going to believe on that? And then I would love to see our Republican-controlled Congress 
Congress actually hold a real January 6th investigation, real hearings, use their subpoena power, bring these people in uh, and and ask them some, some tough questions. And I think that the January 6th sham committee who deleted evidence should be held accountable as well. Uh, there, there's a, their heads need to roll where what's going on in our country right now, not just January 6th. I know you guys were earlier talking about the border. I just wanted to quickly say impeachment is too nice for Mayorkas. This guy should be arrested and charged uh, for treason for aiding and abetting the invasion of our country. Derek, how can people find you on social media and how they find out more about your campaign? Yeah, you can find me on all social media, Getter, uh, True Social, uh, X, Facebook, you name it. Go to our website. It's evans4wv.com, evans4wv.com. We're running against a total rhino right now who, ha- who has voted to fund Ukraine, voted to force our military members to receive the COVID vaccine, refused to endorse President Trump when Ron DeSantis was still running, uh, voted for the Green New Deal, all these, all these issues. Uh, you can head over there. We're not backed by Big Pharma. We're not backed by the military-industrial complex. We're backed by the American people. We're backed by the MAGA base. We actually out-fundraised our uh, rhino opponent, last quarter. So this is a real campaign, all thanks to the uh, to the backbone of this country, the America First Patriots across America. So thank you so much. Thank you, Derek, for joining us. Noel, uh, the question to you, what, what your, your national file is kind of action oriented. What action are you calling for, sir? Absolutely. We uh, we like to get get uh, mix it up, Steve. Um, what needs to happen is there need to be prosecutions of those federal provocateurs that Derek is alluding to. There absolutely were bad actors there, uh, both on the payroll of the federal government. And then, uh, you know, there's a network of subcontractors that are quote unquote private, and they uh, hire a lot of people to do a lot of bad things. And some of them are, you know, uh, domestic, some of them are foreign. And uh, these, we got to map all these folks out. This is, there are people, this is a war, okay? The, the, The government largely is at war with the American people, Steve, our own government. And we're funding it. We're paying for it. We got to defund the DOJ. We got to defund the FBI. A lot. Most of the CIA has to, I think, be defunded. Uh, we we got to take a red pen to the budget, man. That's what we got to do, Steve. And the Republican Congress we, needs to do we, it. We, we, we've got about a minute or so here, Noel. And you got Clay Higgins, one of the most respected congressmen out there, saying there are hundreds of federal agents. They've had, uh, they've had DOJ officials. They've had Ray says he can't target an investigation. Are you calling? Should Congress do something right now? Because there's something just not right about this. There's a lot, so much about this J6 thing that's not right. And I know Loudermark's working on some, something, but it's just so slow. Are you calling on more immediate action by Congress? So, so look, uh, Steve, you and I both know there's a little bit of a shell game that these carnies play over there in the Congress between the, the House of Representatives and then the Senate. OK, we need to dispense with the shell game between the House and the Senate. Mike Johnson needs to put on his uh, big girl pants and go to work. And he needs to leave uh, some things on the table there for the Senate to get to business with. Everybody knows that Mitch McConnell is like the really bad actor. That's where the buck stops for getting good things done, sadly. Um, and uh, the House needs to just go to war with the Senate. That, that's the process. That's what we have to do. That's what Mike Johnson and the, the Freedom Caucus needs to, to light a fire up under his, his behind to make that happen. No social media and how people get to National File. Nationalfile.com, at Nationalfile on all the socials, the getter, the truth, um, the the Twitter, the X, the Facebook, all that stuff. Um, and thank you so much, Steve, for covering this. You're one of the first in on this one. It's a big story. And this thing should totally destroy the whole J6 narrative. This is a federal operation. There's something not right here. Noel, thank you so much for driving this over to National File. Hey, look, hey, 
I mean, come on. They're rounding up Irvin. They brag all the time. It's the biggest. And with everything we got going on, the CCP and their invasion on the southern border, and they brag about this is the biggest investigation, biggest dragnet they've ever had in the history of the Bureau. You got a guy letting off a gun, and he goes up, obviously, fires the weapon, comes back down, just walks away. And he's clearly there. The gun's clearly there for some sort of signal, or and he's not rounded up. And he's committed a murder. Oh, by the way, he's committed a murder since then. Short commercial break, Natalie Winters and the Mike Davis. we got a lot of legal to get into today. We're going to chop some wood in the next uh, segment of The War Room. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner. And you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com. Publicsq.com. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Jim Jordan just announced that he is going to, he's got her to confer. They're going to actually hold a hearing with for her publicly. I'm going to get to that with Mike Davis in a second. Jim Jordan just announces that. So will be here shortly. The Bobolinsky thing is exploding all over the place. Talked to him, uh, to Mike about that. I got a lot of stuff to go through. Even when I asked him about this Noel Frisch story, this Derek Evans story, because it just doesn't make sense with this, the, the level of depth, a number of agents and what they've done on this. It just does not make sense. Uh, also, we're going to have more capital. I can't do it tonight. We're going to have more capital markets, inflation, global economy tomorrow morning on the show. I want to make sure everybody goes to birchgold.com slash Ben and get the end of the dollar empire. I ask for a raise of hands when I go. You get just It's totally free. You just download it. If you read it and it reads like Greek or Egyptian, we're going to walk you through it and start going through it. This is something you have to understand about the prime reserve currency, what currency means to your life. Particularly now, you see in this Ukraine bill, they just don't care anymore. I mean, and it's going to lead to the destruction. You know, Mike Davis is, has a very strong saying about lawfare and what's doing it. He says, these are republic ending. 
The other thing is Republic Guinea is what they're doing to the finances, what the Federal Reserve and Treasury are. So you need to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon and get all your information and also talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Natalie Winters, in, in, the, in, in the Catholic faith, you're on what? You're heading up to Santa Barbara even as we speak. You join us by phone. You're on what's called a corporal work of mercy. Talk to our audience about what Natalie Winters is doing tonight and why she's doing it. Well, I would say the other thing that is Republic ending is the cultural warfare that is, of course, being waged on people my age. I always love doing the war room and speaking to people who understand our crusade against the you know, globalist rhino access. But I made it my New Year's resolution this year to try to, uh, I guess, spread the word, spread the gospel of the war room to younger audiences who have... Uh, taken different paths of life. So in, in tonight's instance, I will be appearing on the whatever podcast. People may have seen the pretty famous clips. I think they average or they've been doing over a billion views this year. Um, but I will be essentially debating um, other young women who are either adult film stars involved in OnlyFans, feminists, uh, e-girls, basically all of these far left alternative deranged lifestyles and i will be debating cultural issues with them explaining why uh feminism and all of these sort of left-wing transgenderism inspired lies are just that lies so i would ask for the prayers of the war room posse today uh as i go into definitely enemy territory and hopefully come out unscathed (laughs) well no you're going into the belly of the beast i want to ask you you've been to two of the most elite institutions for learning and you would think for for formation of character harvard westlake one of the most premier prep schools in the country and then you went to the university of chicago what has happened to people under 35 what what is driving you called this cultural rot what is and even for where you went to these two premium top education what's going on You know, we could probably do four episodes a day for two years on what is going on. It used to be the critique, I think, of luxury beliefs. Part of it is the, you know, liberal white guilt manifesting in these these weird alternative lifestyles. But, you know, I think you sum it up best with this song that you have ending every block of war room. And it's obviously intentional. It's a modern day holy war and the forces that we're up against are truly, truly evil, whether it's the border, whether it's Ukraine, what's being taught in our classrooms. It is the perennial question that we face, not just with the Biden regime, but with all of this agenda. And it is, it's not a result of incompetence. It is a result of intentionality. And just look no further than the web pages of the World Economic Forum, the WHO, the United Nations, what their end game is uh, and what they want to do with us. They think we're, we're lab rats and they treat us like experiments. And I think they've always seen the family unit, unit, nuclear family, uh, gender roles is sort of the first line of defense against a lot of these forces. So I think that's where they've been making a sort of full court press to go after all that. And like you said, having gone to school in L.A. and Chicago at these prestigious, although I use that word not intentionally, uh, institutions, I've been able to have kind of a front row seat to all of this. And it's, it's sick and evil, so I feel like it is my duty to this country and the world to speak out against what I have seen. So that is why... I'm doing the whatever podcast today. Hopefully I live to tell uh, how it goes. <laughs> um, where do people go for this podcast? Where do people go to, to, can they watch it live or is it going to be delayed? Yes, it is live. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, it's a couple hours long. 
Uh, Grace Chong has tweeted out the link. It's going to be in the Telegram chat. You can go to my social media, but you can watch it on YouTube. They're not banned yet. Uh, maybe they will be after I come on. Or Twitch, and the show is called Whatever. Okay, I want to make sure uh, Mo and Grace and uh, everybody puts this out. This is a huge act of ba- bravery uh, from our own um, Natalie Winters. Natalie, also the new brand, the company, uh, walk through how we're doing and where do people go? Well, just before I left for Santa Barbara, I dropped off, I think, like 50 orders of just pre-order or misinformation hats. They're back in stock, so you can shop those now. Uh, we have a bunch more stuff on the website. You can go to she'sorite.co to do all that. It's been a busy day, and I'm looking forward to doing five hours of uh, counter-programming with some OnlyFans girls. <laughs> Into the into the den of lions, uh, we know that you will slay them all. Natalie, uh, good luck and uh, and good hunting, as we say in the Navy. Thank you. Natalie Winters, this is going to be a wild one tonight, 8 o'clock. So maybe one hand you can watch that, and the other you can watch the proceedings on the impeachment. Hey, ought to be about the same, correct? Um, it is... Uh, it's it's it takes a lot of bravery what she's doing tonight because this is one of these podcasts that'll really go after you. You know she did she did great on the Tim Pool uh, Tim cast which we're a huge supporter of. It's just absolutely fantastic and uh, she just does such a great job. Uh, really really proud of her. Of course she's the lead investigator we got on the Chinese Communist Party and everything that ties together. That's what Tony Bobolinsky was grilled today. As you remember in July of 2020, I was able, I don't think I was able to actually publicly say it. I think we had to wait to the uh, the New York Post put it out with Miranda Devine and Emma Jo uh, Morris, uh, the two great uh, editors and columnists there. But uh, you remember the CCP, everything news breaking. Catherine Herridge has been let go by CBS. We're going to try to figure that. Catherine Herridge has been the number one reporter of the Pentagon uh, forever. But one thing Natalie can tell you, and one of the things we can tell you when we did uh, War and Pandemic in those two years when the pandemic kind of evi- tried to eviscerate this country, all the lies behind it, one thing was the supply chain. And what became very noticeable was that you would not have access to your medicines. Go to jacemedical.com right now. Immerse yourself in the information. They've taken Rosemary Gibson's book. They turned it into a business or a service for you. jacemedical.com. Okay, stick around. The second hour, we're going to do pregame for the impeachment. Mike Davis is going to break it all down for us. We've got Boris talking about the president's legal team this week. Back in a minute. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility 
of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Dot com, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.